Well, welcome to our podcast. I've had a break for a few weeks. Um, the reason was, was because I wanted to give a few folk an opportunity to catch up with the previous podcasts. But also, I really wanted to uh, focus on what God wanted to say in this next series. And really focus on what God had laid on my heart to share with you. I have to say, I wasn't disappointed. And I pray that you won't be either. I'm really thrilled. I'm excited. I'm challenged by our forthcoming series, Series 8, The Presence of God. Let's begin with a few preliminary considerations or comments. First, Jesus said, I will never leave or forsake you. That is an absolute fact. We live in the presence of the Lord Jesus. He also taught that uh, he would send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would reside within us, alongside us, to lead us, to teach us, to comfort, to guide us. We live in the presence of God. That's a fact. Secondly, very often we, we forget this. Very often we don't feel it. Very often we're not really aware or sense the presence of God. His presence is a theological fact, but maybe it's not a lived reality very often. Thirdly, there are times in our lives when we become acutely aware of God's presence. We sense his presence, we hear the whisper of his spirit, we feel the touch of his hand, we feel his power and guidance. This is the manifest presence of God. That's what I really want to speak about over the next few podcasts. I want to look at those times in people's lives when God is so near, so present, so real, that we can almost feel and touch and sense him. Interestingly, those times when we feel that are really when we're in most in need. So take encouragement from that. So although we live in the presence, there, is, there are some special times when we're acutely, ecstatically aware that he is there and he is there with us. Times when we're strengthened, times we're empowered, times when we're guided. These are close encounters of the awesome kind. I'll say that again, because I really believe this. There are times in our lives when we experience God. It's a close encounter of the awesome kind. In this series, I want to focus on one Old Testament character and one New Testament character. From the Old Testament, we're going to be looking at Jacob. And from the New Testament, we're going to be looking at the Apostle Paul. So let's begin with Jacob. Jacob, his story is in Genesis. And so we'll turn to Genesis 28 and verse 10. Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran. 
and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun was set taking one of the stones of the place he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep and he dreamed and behold there was a ladder set up on the earth and on the top of the ladder it reached heaven and behold the angels of God were ascending and descending upon it and behold the Lord stood above it and said I am the Lord the God of Abraham your father and the God of Jacob the land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in you and your offspring shall all families of the earth be blessed behold I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised it's a great story Jacob's ladder it's familiar maybe Jacob the grandson of Abraham the son of Isaac and Rebekah the younger twin to Esau Isaac and Rebekah had prayed for a child for 20 years and then they had two along came twins Esau the older Jacob the younger and how different they were Esau was very much a man's man he was a man of the outdoors he was a hunter he was big and bold Jacob in contrast was a, a bit of a mommy's boy he liked the comforts of home and as they grew older they really didn't get on. Jacob secured the birthright and the blessing. It gave him the, the major part of the inheritance of his father. And this annoyed his older brother Esau, who was at the point of, of violence, so much so that uh, Jacob had to run away. Things got so bad that he had to leave home and put distance between him and Esau. He was going to move for maybe 700 miles east to Mesopotamia to live with his uncle Laban. Now we pick up the story in Genesis 28. This homeboy was alone in the desert, in the wilderness. In his mind he was worried about his safety. Would wild animals attack him? Would outlaws attack him? What about his brother? Would he find him? And then what about his future? Would he ever return back home? Would he have a welcome up there in Haran with his uncle Laban? He feared for his future. He feared for his safety. He was uncertain. He was vulnerable. He was alone. And now as he settles down to sleep in the open, in the wilderness, God speaks. In the grace of God, God steps down and touches his life with a tremendous vision or dream. Jacob sees a staircase or a ladder uh, and angels moving up and down, ascending and descending. This describes God's active, God's connected, God's involved. Know that for a fact. God is involved with planet Earth. 
And even better, God's involved with you. He's active. He's interacting. He's working. His plan is dynamic. And then at the top of the ladder, Jacob sees the Lord. This is the name that God has revealed to Abraham. God is the, the Lord, the God who connects and covenants himself to us, who loves us with an everlasting love. That's what he saw. He saw God's involvement in the world and in his world. There at, at Bethel. And he saw God there, aware. Now, what about what he heard? We've seen what he saw. But what about what he heard? Notice that the words of God are not just random. They address the concerns of his heart. They reveal the concerns of his heart. God says, I am the Lord. I'm the God who has bound myself to you. I am the God of your father and your grandfather. The God of promises to Abraham and Isaac. He says, the land upon which you lie, I give to you and to your offspring. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. This is a restatement of the Abrahamic covenant. The original covenant that God had made, the original agreement that God had made with Abraham, the original promise is being restated here. I give you this land. I give you descendants and your descendants and this land will be a blessing to all people. That's the Abrahamic covenant. And then God says, I'm with you. I am with you. You're not alone. And I will keep you wherever you go. I will keep you. I will protect you. I will provide for you. These are important words. They're important words for this uh, young man who loved to be at home, who is now in the wilderness, who was worried about so many things. And they're important to us too. Because God is saying, I am with you. I will keep you. I will protect you. I will provide for you. And then God says to Jacob, and I will bring you back. I will not leave you. I will bring you back home. And then in verse 16, and this is an important verse. Jacob responds by saying, surely the Lord was in this place. And I didn't know. Isn't that our experience? Surely God is with us. Surely we're living in the manifest presence of God. And so often we fail to recognise it. God's word, God's presence addressed his needs. And let's just finish now just by looking at those needs. The first need, the first question, the first worry that Jacob had was, am I safe? Am I alone? And God says, I am with you in verse 15 and I will keep you. You know, sometimes you may feel like that, you, especially at the moment with COVID and all the things that are going wrong in the world. Am I safe? Am I alone? God is with you. You are in the purposes and plans, the power and the presence of God. And then secondly, 
he was worried about this. He says, will I ever go back home? Will I ever see mum and dad? What about my future? What about when I get to my uncle Laban? Will I be okay there? Then God says, I will give you offspring. I give you this land and I will bless you. And I will bring you back in verse 15. That worry about his future and returning home. God addressed that need. God says, I'm with you. I'm involved in your life. I will bless you with the Abrahamic blessing. I will give you land and an offspring. I will bless you and you will bless other people. And I will bring you back home. God speaks to his immediate needs. You are not alone. You are safe. And you will be where God wants you to be. And then the third question is, <laughs> when I moved away from home, did God know that I'd moved? Is God here? And yet now he sees and he hears God himself saying, I am the God of your father, Abraham and Isaac. You are not forgotten. You are precious and you are in my purposes and plans. And that's what God's saying to you. And so, Jacob was in a hard place. His mind was full of fears and questions and uncertainties. And now God shows up. Heaven touches earth. And God says, listen, I am active in your life. I know where you are. I know exactly what's on your heart and your mind. I've not forgotten you. You are not alone. I have a purpose for your life. And so today, God is with you. God is active in your life. And God will keep you. May the manifest presence of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you this weekend.